Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Ike K. Hall. Ike, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you, Seth. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. So tell, you're up to some really cool stuff. Tell our viewers and our listeners a little bit about what you're doing. Uh, certainly, thank you. Uh, so uh, I am the CEO and co-founder of Social27, uh, which essentially is a event technology company. And uh, uh, we focus on all sorts of uh, bringing all sorts of events online, um, primarily virtual since, you know, the whole COVID situation is going on. Uh, but also a lot of our customers do hybrid events with us which essentially is uh, it's like an extension of their in-person event. Okay, and how did you, go, let's go back in time a little bit because you started well before the pandemic was an issue. How did you get started? Uh, back in the day for about seven, eight years, I used to run uh, a big events uh, team at Microsoft and uh, doing events worldwide. I uh, found myself on an airplane pretty much two to three weeks out of four sometimes. Um, I, I realized that, you know, irrespective of the country you go to or the kind of event it is, there is, there was certainly more that could be done uh, in terms of, you know, uh, extending the reach of those events. Um, so I left Microsoft in, uh, you know, around 2008 and so kind of worked on a solution and we went into market around 2012, actually. Um, that was our first version of our virtual events platform. Uh, since then, I think at that point, the, um, our idea might have been a little too early. Um, you know, the technology wasn't completely there. Streaming was still pretty expensive. So it took a little while. I think uh, then in 2019 is when we kind of went back to the board because, I mean, obviously things had caught up from a technology perspective. And so we were like, you know what, this is the right time. So we uh, basically launched uh, the latest version of our platform in early 2020. And uh, we all know what happened after that. You know, uh, within three months, a uh, bunch of my customers, current customers, a lot of new ones, um, you know, needed some help uh, when it came to virtual events. And so we were there for them. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, the longer version, obviously, if it isn't already of that story should be in a book somewhere. So mm -hmm. let's talk about what makes you different. There are now, how is one of your events for our folks who haven't seen one or experienced one different mm -hmm. than just saying I have a hundred people or a thousand people on a Zoom? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a very good question, actually, Seth. And I get asked that question many times, and I have to uh, talk about that with a lot of prospective customers. Um, I think when it comes down to it, there is a lot of uh, platforms out there which are kind of like a Zoom. And again, a Zoom meeting is also an event in some way. Uh, you know, the point is, and there's Zoom Plus kind of platforms 
which provide you know the Zoom uh, live stream. But along with that, they have some kind of a uh, networking feature with a profile and things of that kind. And in some cases, they also you know do provide some kind of an online expo hall as well. So that is a standard what I call table stakes in my industry right now. So again. Um, I'm not saying that that is good or bad. It's just, you know, there's a massive need for that as well. Uh, but what we focus on and we've always focused on is uh, more or less the upper mid market and the enterprise. Um, and there, there's very specific needs that those customers have. Um, so I kind of divide those um, into two different um, parts for that matter, two different pillars of our platform. The first one being prescriptive uh, journeys. So. I'll give you a small example. The UN is one of our you know, biggest customers um, and we do all their climate week events all over the world. And we also are honored to uh, be doing their uh, big massive uh, climate, uh, global climate change conference happening in um, uh, later this year. You know, so they have a very, very prescriptive journey that, that the attendees follow because you have presidents of state and you also have activists from you know, a lot of those places in the same event. You, know, you have to make sure that everybody's following a, a certain journey and have access uh, to lock and unlock you know, various experiences depending upon your attendee type. So we are the only platform out there which can have prescriptive experiences for uh, hundreds of different attendee types versus when you go to a regular Zoom call and or a bunch of other platforms just like you know, Zoom Plus, uh, it's one size fits all pretty much. You know, so that is I think our biggest differentiation from that perspective. The other part of our platform is our personalized journeys. So think like Spotify, right? You go to Spotify and you kind of personalize your experience. You choose your genre of music and the system works its magic and gives you recommendations. So that is the other part of the platform. So one day you could have a prescriptive journey and on day two, you'll be like, hey, attendees, please choose, you know, whatever you are, you know, uh, interested in today. And the system will go and find the content for you, the people, uh, you know, the solutions and everything else, right? So that the whole uh, recommendation engine, uh, the personalized experience. So combining both of these, the prescriptive and the personalization experience, is I think what sets us apart from a lot of these solutions in the market. Absolutely, that's head and shoulders different. That is an incredible amount of technological expertise to build that platform. Your organization has grown exponentially from, you know, from three people to, I think I read 175 people, how do you manage that type of growth that quickly? Yeah, well, uh, um, yeah, it was- uh, quite I see you pulled all your hair out doing that. No, that is very true. I'd lost my, a lot of my hair in the last few years doing that, you know? And so Seth, I think um, I'll tell you. So with COVID, it was um, challenging, obviously, because, um, you know, you cannot really meet a lot of people in person in many cases when you're hiring, especially like some of those positions that are higher levels, you have to, you know, know them a little bit more. But again, but that's what we believe in from our perspective is that you should be able to work from anywhere, uh, anytime. So we actually were able to grow from, as you said, be roughly about three and then about 20-ish people in early 2020. And by the end of 2020, we actually crossed 200. So the point is those extra 175 people came from 10 different countries all over the world. Uh, you know, and so for me, it was by hiring the best people uh, you know, for the job and didn't matter where they were located. And also the same goes for in the US as well. So my team is in like, well, I mean, across 15, 20 different states and across the US, you know, so that helped. Um, so the new way of doing things and the adoption of, you know, remote work and remote work technologies really helped us recruit talent anywhere and everywhere in the world. Um, yes, it was still challenging, but, um, you know, certainly not as challenging as if I had to have a in-person office and only recruit in the local area, especially Seattle being very competitive market, yeah. 
Absolutely. What, how do you manage a global team with 175 plus people across not only different time zones, but cultures and languages? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I would say, um, again, very good question, Seth. Uh, so the point is, um, first of all, uh, there is a company culture, uh, you know, so that is our culture. And um, I have personally, uh, I or the co-founder, um, you know, who's my brother, actually, we have personally recruited at least 90% of these people, uh, you know, so like spent a lot of time with them over Zooms and everything else to really understand who they were. So I thought for me, it wasn't, um, yes, the cultural uh, heritage that the person comes from is very important. But on the other side, there is also a certain code that people live with, uh, you know, and that was the kind of code that we were looking for. Uh, growing up, my dad was in the forces, so we actually ended up staying in different parts of the world and different parts of, you know, all over the place and multiple languages and so forth. So I'm just kind of more used to um, being around people who uh, come from all parts of the world. Working at Microsoft, same thing. I was working in a worldwide team, um, you know, on a on, on a like international air, uh, uh, you know, trips all day, every day. So just have a, this is what I've done since I was a, a kid, uh, is being around people from all different cultures and everything else in between. And so you just kind of adapt and, you know, you uh, kind of create a common ground in the middle somewhere. Um, and that is, I guess, what the culture of the company is as well. Yeah. Given what you've been able to accomplish in such a relatively short period of time, what's your biggest challenge now? I think my biggest challenge right now is, um, yes, recruitment still is a challenge because now we're ready, getting ready for our next phase of growth. We've seen tremendous growth this calendar year so far as well. Um, you know, I think so the right people um, at the next, for the next stage of our growth is important. Uh, but on the other side, I think it is also to, um, you know, continue to maintain that culture I was talking about earlier, you know, so which is like, as the company grows, a lot of micro culture start happening. You know, so I think, yes, recruiting the right people, but then also being able to maintain the, that startup, you know, uh, mentality, that you know, fire in the belly kind of mentality as we grow, um, you know, is I think important as well. Um, from a customer perspective, I think it was a different story in the middle of last year when things just started with uh, people looking for virtual event solutions. But now everyone and their cat and their mouse is, uh, has a virtual event platform. So there's a lot of noise in the market. And so I think educating my customer is another uh, endeavor that I've taken upon myself, which is to, uh, and again, that's one of the reasons why I'm on your podcast, is to really educate the customer in terms of what they should look for, um, you know, and how, you know, um, how we differentiate ourselves, um, you know, from the rest of the, the herd, I would say. Yeah. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Um, again, uh, I think for me is the ability to do something that I absolutely love. Uh, I mean, I've always had a thing for events and just, you know, gatherings, people coming together, connecting people. So I think for me, uh, the best part is that I am really excited about the fact that the world has finally woken up to this, you know, and finds real value in this. Uh, that's the first thing. If you ask, you know, uh, some of the people around me, my loved ones, they're like, well, you have to have a boundary between work and personal life. That's my challenge, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm having the time of my life, yeah. Well, congratulations. That's amazing. I can totally understand the balance issue, especially given that your team is literally all over the globe. So time zones are irrelevant when email, it might be three in the morning where you are, but it's the middle of the day where they are. I, yeah. I, I can totally understand that comment. I've had that issue as well, though with fewer people. Mm -hmm. So... What is next for you? Where do you think, where is the puck going? What's the next evolution? 
I think um, for us, it is really about taking events and these kind of experiences from just being email generators, because that is what an event is today in most cases. Uh, there is on the top of the funnel, it is used as an email generation activity. And then you take those emails and you put them into a marketing automation engine and you start dripping the customer you know, over months and maybe they open an ebook and they get a call. But I think that is so backwards. Um, events are the only time and the only place when the customer is out in the open and giving you so many signals in a really short period of time. So how can I you know, uh, harness the collective intelligence of the entire community who comes to the event understand what their needs are. It's not like buyers don't want to buy. You know, sellers want to sell, buyers want to buy, but it's that friction in the middle. And I always talk about this, you know, analogy. It's like kissing 100 frogs before you find that prince or princess. You know, and nobody wants to kiss those 100 frogs. So the point is, my job is to make that process maybe two or three frogs if I can, you know, and just really connect people in the most relevant fashion. You know, so I think that with the power of uh, technology right now, AI, machine learning, and uh, the ability to harness that collective intelligence of the people should really help us to go where we need to go. So still, even though it's virtual events, they're still kind of like monologuish. You know, you, there's a few speakers and they get to talk and everybody else comes for a little bit and they go away. So for me, it's like, no, the job of the speakers, the chosen few is to be the spark, but the real fire has to be all, everyone coming together. And I think that is uh, what we are working on right now. And I'm really excited about that, yeah. That is fantastic. For our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you and Social27? I think social27.com is our website, but again, find us on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So Social27 is on LinkedIn. Uh, we, you know, we are pretty active there. Uh, I think a lot more active than our website. So I think that's the best place. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Seth Green with Ike Hall of Social27. Find him at social27.com. Check him out on, check him and the company out on LinkedIn. Ike, thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much, Seth. Take care. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.